And welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and a video cast where we teach you how to make money. And we're actually traveling around South America currently. There is a few days ago, and we're going to be based here while we do our Digital Nomad Mastery Summit. And speaking of the summit, we actually have a couple of the speakers who are going to be speaking all about YouTube marketing during the summit. On this podcast interview, we're going to talk more about the journey, about how they, uh, you left suburbia behind to get their and they build up a really successful file, and their website's called Less, Less Junk, More Journey. And I think we all need a little bit more of that, Less Junk. And uh, so our guests today are Nathan. And so uh, you guys are in front of your RV there. But where are you guys right now in the US? <laughs> uh, we're in our hometown of Cookville, Tennessee. So kind of in the middle-ish. But uh, we always come home for the for the holidays. So anytime there's food, we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and for those of you who are watching who are outside, the uh, U.S. Thanksgiving, uh, you know, coming up. So uh, a lot of people will, uh, gather just turkey dinner. And uh, I'm actually from Vancouver, BC, Canada, and our Thanksgiving was in October. North America, where we're traveling, not so sure they sell, but there's always lots of food and lots of people. Nathan and Marissa, oh, yeah. I'd love to uh, you know get to know you guys a little bit. Do a quick introduction and share a little bit more about yourself. Well, we've uh, been in an RV full time for about two and a half years. Uh, we've been filming on YouTube about two years of that. The first six months were pretty rough. <laughs> we call that like the initiation period, I guess, for some people. Uh, but like a lot of people, we just had a, a house in a suburb, and we just had a child, and we. I thought, well, we need to start adding on to the house. We need to start getting a bigger vehicle. And then I just kind of presented a different idea to Marissa to see what she thought about it. <laughs> well, he approached me at the right time, too, because like he said, we had just had our daughter and I would have done anything to get to stay home with her more. I was working full time as a nurse and Nathan found a video on the Internet of um, people traveling and uh, in their RVs. And he's like, would you ever want to do anything like this? And I thought it sounded like a great adventure and we wanted to be together more as a family and it just was a lifestyle that worked for us. Yeah, so we've been loving it ever since. <laughs> I'd love to hear about your, your journey. So where is the last taking you in terms of your RV? Uh, we just got back. The end point, what we'll do is we leave our home state for two, three, four months at a time um, and do, I guess, what we call routes. So this is sort of like our home base. We still live in our RV while we're here, too. But uh, we just got back from Montana was the farthest point. We also went through Wyoming, did Yellowstone, um, Grand, and we, the Grand Teton National Park. We do a lot of national parks. Um, that's kind of a big chunk of what we do because we feel like that's bang for the buck as a family, especially. That's really awesome to see the national parks. Awesome. So we'd love to hear some of the highlights. Uh, so anything that really stand out for you guys over the last couple of years? Oh, oh wow. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, in Grand Tetons this summer, we got to see a total eclipse. So that was our first time doing that. And it was an amazing experience. We just um, it was a great sense of community. There was tons of RVers just boondocking with a beautiful Grand Teton majestic mountain uh, view. And that was just something I think I'll remember for a lifetime. That was really spectacular. Well, we're learning that 
living in an RV, we, we thought it was all about the destinations, where you go, what you experience. And it is about those things, but almost a bigger part has been the relationships we've made and, and people we've met on the road. And when you get to share, when those two intersect with something like experiencing a solar eclipse, if you're anywhere around that or talk to somebody that was around that, um, it's just a really bonding experience. And we're getting to the point now at two and a half years where we're starting to like run into people it might be a year since we've seen them, but we start running into people we haven't seen in a long mm -hmm. time. And it's really neat to have those relationships too. Yeah, definitely community. So tell us also about some of the struggles and challenges. It isn't always a uh, rosy mm -hmm. on the road. <laughs> tell us about some of those. Well, that's, <laughs> I think that's what we, we try to do in our channel is we, we try to show reality we try to show the ups and the downs because mm -hmm. like you said i mean it it's still life there's still things that happen i mean it's not just because you go on the road it doesn't mean that everything's perfect it's just you have different struggles than you did when you were in your house so um it is more freedom and more flexibility and we enjoy that that there are some there are some difficulties some sacrifices i guess you make but it's totally worth it yeah our first uh very first time out we had a fifth wheel that we've had and by the way we've had way too many different RVs in the last two and a half years. We tried out a lot of different RVs from a travel trailer to a motorhome to we've got an Airstream now. Uh, but we had a fifth wheel um, was one of the first one we had to live in. And our very first time out, the truck broke down going down the road, like 15 miles past our, you know, where we left, it broke down. And if you're, if you're in a house and your truck breaks, breaks down, it's not good, but you know, you get it to a shop, you stay in your house. But when it's towing our house behind us, I mean, we had to get tow trucks and we were stranded. And I mean, so it just, you know, you have these things go wrong with another RV, like it wasn't taken care of in the winter, right? So when we tried to turn the water on, all the pipes started busting and our toilet was busted and our water here was busted. And again, in a house, that's not good, but you can still go to bed and do things. But in an RV, like we had no water. Um, and so it was a big deal. We pretty much didn't have a home, you know, for a while while that was getting <laughs> fixed. And, and so it just kind of, it's like a house, but it's just magnified because you've got these struggles of where am I going to sleep tonight if something major <laughs> is going on. <laughs> Again, totally worth it, though. <laughs> totally worth it, though. Yeah, you, you asked, so we told you. Thank you, man. It is definitely worth it in the end, just because of all those good times that uh, are we outweigh the difficult times. So, child on the road, how has that been? Uh, you know, adjusting to that while you're traveling. Uh, we've talked about it magnifies relationships. So we've had people say, you know, if you don't get along with your partner or somebody in your family or the kids already hate you, don't think that it's going to like just make everything better by going into a smaller space and spending more time together. Um, luckily, we didn't hate each other before we left. <laughs> and so it's, it's made us, it's magnified who we are. And, and what we're about. And so I think it's helped us. It's made us closer as a couple and it's made our family closer. Um, well, you're not like everybody going off into their own rooms and like separated mm -hmm. and you only see each other when you get off work at, you know, at night and then the weekends are crazy. Like we get to spend a lot of quality time together. And I love that. I feel like our marriage has grown through it and we get to parent as a team. And I think that that's huge. You know, we're, we're together parenting her and we make decisions together it's it's not this separate unit so um it's been really a bonding experience and i think it's shown us who we are and grown that like we're different than when we started but mm -hmm. in a good way i think it's just made us kind of grow
Awesome, and a super successful year currently at over 60,000 plus subscribers. So tell us about the origin of our YouTube journey. Uh, well, we wish we'd filmed our first six months. That's when most of the <laughs> stuff went wrong. But honestly, the first six months of RVing, we were just trying to get stuff fixed, figure out how this thing worked. And uh, that's the most entertaining is when you're figuring stuff <laughs> out. So we didn't actually start filming on YouTube till about six months in. And we didn't, we weren't even filming for YouTube. We were filming just for us to remember our travels, for our family. The same reason a lot of people film things. And uh, just as we filmed and started putting stuff online, um, more and more people started watching it and thought it was interesting and wanted more of it. And then it just kind of grew from there. We didn't really intend for it to work out that way, actually. But then we realized, I mean, we were inspired because of a video. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that, well, if, if we could be that inspiration to people, because us seeing that video changed our lives forever. So we thought, well, what if what if we shared with the world and, and tried to be inspiring as well? And that looks different for different people. That's why we call it less junk, more journey, because everybody has a different journey. That doesn't mean you have to sell everything and live in an RV. It just means maybe letting go so that you can enjoy more family time together or enjoy doing what, what you love and enjoy life. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of our message and how we got started. So tell us about uh, some of the more popular videos. Uh, out of all the videos you're making, mm -hmm. uh, are there some common themes, <laughs> elements that really uh, get more? Yeah, the uh, absolute top videos are the ones where things go wrong. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> if um, when our RV broke, <laughs> we had our motorhome break down and had to get towed, and that was on the thumbnail. And people, I don't know, they it's sort of like when you're driving by and somebody gets pulled over, and you kind of want to slow down and. <laughs> No, you don't want to, but the, I get it. We're the same way. So we get the most views when things go wrong. Um, or just people like our everyday life. Yeah, like that's those most, are yeah. our most popular as well as like RVing on a rainy day. And it's just us kind of hanging out in our RV. I think people want to see, okay, I know you can travel and I know you see cool stuff, but how's the rest of life go? You mm -hmm. know, when, it, when you're not traveling, when you're just hanging out in a small space, like I think that's what people are most curious about. How do you cook? How do you, you know, how does your little one play? Like they're trying to figure out real life experiences. So I think those are also our most popular as well yeah awesome and you know in two and a half years you've grown at a starting astonishing rate uh, so tell us about uh, you know uh, some tips or advice on how you've grown your uh, you know your following and your community on YouTube well we've um we're natural introverts. We're not really, we don't know that we would grow our channel from us having just this boisterous, crazy, entertaining <laughs> personality. So, so we just, we, we got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And we knew that, you know, we're very honest, we're very truthful. And we noticed a lot of that. We just, I knew that we wanted something different. When we started looking for, it, it, there's a lot of people filming their lives um, on the road already when we started. Uh, but everybody was different. There were a lot of how-to videos. Uh, there were some people documenting their life. But it was more like a talking head type thing. And then, so we decided why not make it an upbeat travel style and magnify our personalities and really show people the good and the bad. Because a lot of the videos too, they would just end with people like, you know, drinking wine with the sun setting behind them. And <laughs> our videos don't always end like that. I mean, <laughs> we want to show real life, real things, and just build a relationship with our, our audience was one of the biggest goals. Um, not just have this distant, you know, entertainment type value. We also want people to be able to grow from it. And if they're 
genuinely interested in this lifestyle. We wanted people to learn from what we do too, and, and not be as afraid to go on the road and, and make that leap. Um, those are some of. <laughs> and then Marissa's really good at. I thought you were going to talk about that. <laughs> what just? She's good at the relationship building aspect of it. She takes oh. care of. Um, well, we've got different roles, but we've got different personalities. So Nathan's the technical mind, so he can, you know, do all the editing. I can barely turn a computer on, so <laughs> that's not for me. But I'm more of the relational side, so I like. You know, I answer all the emails and the comments and do our social media and uh, things like that. So it's mm -hmm. been good for us to, you know, find our strengths and weaknesses even between the two of us and, and work together um, building that. And that's been good as well. Yeah. One of the reasons that uh, people struggle with YouTube started with video blogging is the whole editing side of things so mm -hmm. tell us about what uh, you know tools and software you use to edit your videos uh, the first probably six months um, I kept it pretty basic I, I think sometimes the best thing you can start with is just what you already have we use sometimes we use excuses if I don't have the biggest and best and we don't do anything we become overwhelmed and so I used um, iMovie which is free I already had a Mac and then I used my iPhone and then I did go out and buy like a GoPro, a used GoPro 4. Um, but that's all we used the first six months. We're like those tools right there. No, it was rough. You know, oh, it's not great. We don't, don't yeah. point people back to those <laughs> videos very often, but I mean, you have to start somewhere and that's kind of where we were at. Yeah. And it's not just the gear though. We were rough too. We were still learning how to be ourselves, I guess, on camera and stuff like that. So really you don't, if you spend all that money on gear in the beginning, I mean, you're still figuring stuff out. Your audience is figuring stuff out. And so we felt like that was the best step just to take sort of baby steps with our gear. I mean, and that grew over time. We bought a G7X after that, which is a really good camera to start with. Uh, it just has a flip up screen that a lot of people love. I think it's a G7X2 marked. They're on a second one or third one now. But um, and then we grew from that to a Canon 70D. And then now we've got the GH5 is our main camera we use. Um, and same thing with drones. We've started off with like a used Phantom 3, and now we've got like, you know, the Mavic Pro, but it didn't start that way. I mean, we started off with no drone, an iPhone, <laughs> you know, and a free editing software. And we use Final Cut Pro um, 10 is what we use, X or whatever is what we use for editing now. Great tips there. Uh, uh, probably is thing. So tell us how you funded your travels. Obviously, you uh, sold it the less junk side of things but how have you you continued and sustained your travels uh you know so long uh well starting out like we said with youtube we, that wasn't a plan to make money with youtube um and even when we thought it might be a plan at some point we still didn't make i don't think we even used ads on our youtube stuff for the first year or something we we're on youtube um but initially when we started off i was I had a computer repair business I could work, I can manage from the road. I was I had a physical location, but I had employees there. And then I also did SEO stuff, which helps with YouTube um, too, when you learn the SEO side of things. So I had some SEO clients, um, I built some websites. So I already had some clients and then. Um, and I had been working as a nurse. And so there's great travel opportunities with nursing. They need nurses all over the country. So it was kind of great that both of us had careers that we could kind of take um, traveling um, but we did it slowly like I went from full-time to part-time and started working less and then you know we had to figure out the insurance side of things and taking out private insurance which is always a scary step because mm -hmm. you know Nathan was self-employed and so it was a big step me 
me stepping back from that as well and then just gradually you know working our way till we started doing youtube on the side and then youtube became more of our uh where we were like, Hey, there's potential here. Let's put more time into that and grow that and kind of step away from our, our other stuff a little bit more. Cause we saw some demand there and we just kind of went for it. And the more we put into it and, you know, show it love, the more it grows. So it's been, it's been good for us. So in the beginning, you know, two, two and a half years ago, YouTube was 0%. And now it's probably like, you know, 90%. I've still got some of my clients and we've got some income in other places, but it's, it's a big chunk of what we make now, but it took a long time and a lot. Yeah, slow I mean, growth. Slow <laughs> I gave the numbers in the beginning. Growth. I think we're averaging like $2 and 15 cents an hour or something is what it averaged out to the first. I told people how many hours I work and what money I've, 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 it's on our videos, you know, what we make versus how many hours we put into it. And it's not much money to start with. It's still not great money. <laughs> we don't do it. It's a labor of love. <laughs> it's a labor of love. Um, but it's fun. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, with the revenue, is it more revenue or are the other streams of revenue from YouTube? Yeah. Um, so YouTube itself, you, of course, make money off how many people view your video and how many times the ads come up. Um, really, how many times they, people click the ads, but I'll just say how many times the ad comes up. And that really, that's really hard to make enough income just off of that. And so we, I still consider YouTube our main source because it springboards our two other sources of revenue, which one of them is Amazon affiliates um, because we do talk about products. We link to those products and we also have a link in our description for our videos for Amazon. So we make money off that. And then uh, about what, eight months ago, maybe mm -hmm. um, we started Patreon. Uh, we started an account there. People wanted, basically we, we were still working part time. I had clients, Marissa was doing a lot of work as a nurse still, and people wanted more and more and more. We're like, look, guys, you know, we've been making on average, we were up to, I think, five bucks an hour at that time. We're like, <laughs> look, you know, uh, this is killing us. We just can't keep putting this kind of time into the channel. If you want us to keep putting this kind of time into the channel, we, we've got to figure out a way to make it sustainable for us as a family. And so we started Patreon, which is basically where people commit to two bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks, whatever they can a month. So it gives us some steady revenue and it, people spoke to us and told us they wanted to do these us to do these extra things by giving on Patreon and our audience spoke and they, they gave us enough to help support us. And so with those three forms of revenue, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, like I said, that's a big chunk. That's like 90% of what we're doing. And Patreon allows us to put more information for people who, who want more. Some people just wants to watch the videos. And so we have those videos, but then people were like, you know, can you share with us your travel maps? Can you share, you know, we do live Q and A's on Patreon. Mm -hmm. So people wanted more interaction. They wanted their questions answered. So that's been a great way for us to, on a smaller scale, connect and help people who want to get on the road. It's more personal. Yeah. We can give up more of our time to be more personal with people because of Patreon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a creatives, uh, you know, YouTubers, bloggers, podcasters, uh, to get that community behind you and not just uh, supporting you, but also helping out financially as well. Uh, more and more people are doing it nowadays. So uh, mm -hmm. cu curious to know uh, if people watching and they want to get on the road like you guys have had, uh, have done, you know, tell us about what advice or tips you would give to someone who's still thinking of doing it, but they haven't done the, you know, the Nike <laughs> Uh I would say just start where you're at, sort of like with the filming stuff, because um, you're going to have to downsize at some point, probably, unless you're in a really, really small space. <laughs> you're probably going to have to downsize at some point. I think downsizing is a great place to start. Go ahead and practice living with less stuff. Maybe if you have an extra room or you, you can create an extra room, just sort of block it off and live in, if you have a three bedroom house, try living in a two bedroom house. Uh, if you have 
really nice cars that you have payments on. Maybe you can sell those cars and get cars that don't have the overhead with the payments because that's one less thing you will have to worry about if you try to get on the road. So just practice doing things to downsize um, is something you can do right now that I think translates into making it easier if you want to get on the road one day. And for us too, we just we wanted no regrets. So that's kind of what we tell people is we're like, just whatever that is, you, you know, don't regret it. So we kind of sat there and we thought, well, if we don't make this leap and we look back on life and think, what if, what if we would have done that? So we didn't want fear to dictate mm -hmm. our decision. So we thought, well, we can, worst case, we can always go back. You know, if we make that leap and RVing's not for us and living in a small space is not what we had imagined, then worst case, we just go back to the way life was before. You know, we it might be a different house, a different job, but I mean, we would make it work. And so that was kind of our motivator was not to let fear dictate that to just, you know, just make that leap and what's worst case and no regrets. It's not as scary as it seems. I think I've always said like, get to that 90%, 95% certainty, then you've got to make that 5% leap. Don't like just say, well, well, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow and hit the road. I mean, <laughs> have more of a plan than that. But at the same time, realize if you wait until you're 100% ready, uh, you may, you know, you may never be ready. You may never do it. Awesome. And, uh, you know, uh, obviously one of your focuses on the less junk side of things, I had a chance to look at your website and you actually have a whole list of all the stuff you uh, have an RV. What would you say are some of the top things that every RVer needs? So maybe they haven't thought of uh, bringing when they're on the road. That's different for everybody. I wish there was a checklist of like you need this, this, and this. What do you? <sighs> trying to think of something that uh, a big debate when you're starting off is: Do I go ahead and get all kinds of solar from my RV? Uh, my suggestion is to go ahead and get a generator first if you think you're going to be like maybe staying in the mountains or somewhere like that without hookups. Uh, I would start with a generator and a decent set of batteries. And then if you're going to get solar, I wouldn't go and spend, we've known people just, they start off and they get five, $10,000 of solar put on and realize I don't like camping in the mountains you know, <laughs> or I don't like being out there. So take things in baby steps in general. And if you're going to get solar, just get one of the little, um, the little kits you can get where you can just carry the solar panel out and sit it in the sun and just hook it to your batteries. Those are like a hundred, 200 bucks instead of spending thousands of dollars. Um, and so I don't know if I have like exact, those are a couple of Well, we've even downsized in our RV. Like we've switched RVs three times. And so we've downsized every time. And even living in an RV, you realize there's stuff you're not using and you don't need. And every time we're like, how did all of this fit in our RV? We weren't even using that. And even living in, you know, our 30 foot Airstream, I'm like, we could still get rid of more stuff. It's amazing. Yeah how you start realizing that. And so we just kind of say, you know, you don't need as much as you think you do. And you kind of figure that along the way. We we get some good camping chairs because you're going to be sitting around campfires with meeting new people a lot. And um, I don't know. It's just... Well, pay attention to things. I know these are generic. These aren't specifics, but um, look for things that have multi-uses, um, I think, is a big concept, I guess, when you're buying things. Take take more time to research and maybe pay a little bit more money for something that's a little bit nicer because it has multiple uses instead of our mindset was we always tried to save money and have multiples of things, um, whether it's in the kitchen or camping or anything you can do, look for things that are high quality and have multiple uses. Mm -hmm. So. Uh there. So we're, uh, you know, at the middle of November near here and ending uh, the year. Tell us about, uh, you know, your 
for the rest of the year at all. You broke up a little bit. Were you asking about the rest of the year? What we're going to yeah, do? The rest of the year and also into 2018. What's your vision? Okay. okay. Uh, 2018. We do know. We know. <laughs> we know some of this year. Uh, the rest of the year, pretty much it's November, holidays. December, will be holidays here in the U.S. So we'll be with our family, stuffing our face with turkey, and then <laughs> opening gifts uh, around the end of December um, for Christmas. And then in January, we're going to head out. Probably southwest, I think, the courtside in Arizona is somewhere warm. 2018 is uh, kind of different for us. We've committed to a lot of obligations next year and like speaking events. Um, so we're going to do the RV Entrepreneur Summit in um, Texas in February. We talked about doing courtside in Arizona in January. Um, we're in a film they're filming next year about RV nomads and they're filming that in May in Colorado and then premiering it in Texas in October. So um, we've talked about Alaska or the West Coast in our months in between. So 2018 uh, is going to be uh, fun and exciting and very busy for us. So we're looking forward to it. Be a lot of driving. <laughs> <laughs> we know that. <laughs> awesome. And you know, the film you mentioned, I've actually who have been in that documentary as well. So they're uh, coming up next year. So time, guys, uh, if people want to connect with, with you and follow YouTube, social media, your website, how can they do that? Uh, I'd say start the website. It's a good hub. Just lessjunkmorejourney.com, and that should get you anywhere you need to go. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for your time, and uh, make sure you connect with uh, Nathan and their YouTube channel on the website and make sure you connect with them again on a summit they're gonna actually do into YouTube so if you've been thinking of getting into YouTube and video blogging and I uh, don't know where to start definitely tune into a summit where they'll be sharing a lot 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 more advice so thanks again guys and we'll catch thank you thanks for having us you're very welcome so thanks everyone for tuning into this episode of digital nomad mastery where we teach you how to make money. Well